to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at Strict Anonymous. I think you could probably find me on Facebook, but I don't really do anything on there. Uh, if you're on YouTube, I love YouTube as a platform for my show. Make sure to comment below. I read all of the comments. I try to get back to every single person that comments on my videos. Sometimes I don't for a couple of days, but most of the time I would say 99% of the time I comment back to everybody. So comment below if you can. If you like the video, make sure to like it. Definitely subscribe to my channel. I post new episodes every Sunday. If you're listening to this on a podcast app, subscribe too if you can. Um, if you want to join Patreon, I have a Patreon page. I have a couple different tiers if you want to support the show as well as get additional content, anonymous pics of my guests, as well as uh, if you are a pantyhose lover and you have that fetish, you should head over to my Patreon and join because there's a, a like a ton of extra content on there for you. So go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The links for all of this stuff is going to be, to be below. Um, this is a call and advice show where I talk to our total strangers about all kinds of things. I'm not really looking for callers right now, um, but I will talk to you if you're a female or if you are a guy and you think you have like the most interesting story that I've ever heard, <laughs> send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and I'll tape you. I'll probably be taping again maybe in September, September or October. So if you wanted to put on an email list to uh, book a time to call in to be on the show in September or October, I'm creating an email list as we speak. So you could send me an email to be on that list and I'll email you when I start taping again. Today I have on Chad. I think I talked to Chad like last year, end of last year. <laughs> so there's a tiny little bit of COVID talk, but not more than that. But um, Chad is a sissy cuck with a micro penis. He also has schizophrenia. I mean, he threw that in in his email when he told me, but we don't talk really that much about that. We talk a lot, though, about his micro penis, about his cuck situation his sissy cuck situation he's a true cuck in that like he likes the humiliation aspect of it he had an on and off girlfriend for 20 years they did the whole cuck situation he would set up guys for her to fuck he talks all about that he's bisexual he just realized it even though he did fool around with guys when he was way younger we talked about the first time he fooled around with guys we talked about when he picked that back up he's had threesome with guys he had a bull him and his girl had a bull and he eventually started hooking up with that bull with her uh they're no longer together he talks a lot about all of his fetishes besides being into being humiliated and being a cuck and and we talk a lot mostly about his micro penis what does that mean how big is it how big is it hard how big is it soft how do girls react to it uh all that kind of stuff we also talk about his panty fetish when that started 
how he got caught stealing his sister's panties and all that good stuff. <laughs> and then we talk um, a little bit about at the end, you know, his schizophrenia and his issues and his rehab that he's been in and how he kicked alcohol and prescription drugs and how his therapist helped him do that and all that good stuff. So I'm going to be right back on with Chad. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Oh, hey, Chad. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you this morning? Uh, fantastic, actually. Good. good. It's the new year, right? That's when we're taping yeah. the new fucking year. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so you wrote into my show and you said a couple things, I mean, which packed a punch in just like one sentence. You're kind of like, I'm a sissy cuckold with a micro penis who uh, has some, uh, what, like, a, and you're schizophrenic or something like that, right? I mean, uh, that's a uh, lot. I <laughs> Oh, it's one of those things like, uh, you know, whenever they ask you to fill in that box, tell you a little bit about yourself. I never know what to put because I always think I'm kind of like a boring guy. Oh, yeah, you're bisexual. uh, You think you're a boring guy? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, uh, Well, I recently kind of discovered like I'm bisexual. Okay. Uh, Like I have schizoaffective disorder, which is like schizophrenia and bipolar mixed together with like manic depression and anxiety problems. And yeah, the list goes on. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that is a long list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, if you're schizophrenic, does that mean you have a bunch of different personalities? No. Uh, it means, uh, like, without medication, I tend to kind of have uh, visual and auditory hallucinations. Oh, interesting. But you're on medication now? Yeah, yes. Medication and counseling. I have a counselor and a psychiatrist. Yeah, that. that's great. Okay, but let's get into... The sissy, I mean, because like I said, there's a lot of stuff. The bisexual, sissy cuckold with a micro penis. I mean, I have a million questions about that because I, when I was younger, I really, I had a really good friend of mine who I really liked, but everyone knew I was kind of like a size queen, right? And he was very honest about the fact that he had a micro penis. And I was like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? And he would always like show me like the tip of his pinky finger. And I'd be like, there's no way that's possible. Do you know what I mean? I just thought he was being funny. I don't know. But he never, (laughs) as much as I I could tell he liked me, never wanted to hook up with me. Because I think it was true. He supposedly, like he really did have a micro penis. I've never talked to somebody that had that. Um, And you are now. I know. So when you like, what is a micro penis? Explain to people. I went Googling and it really looks like this tiny little, it does look like the tip of a pinky finger or something like what, explain at what yours looks like or measure. Uh, well, I don't know. It, it, it looks like a, you know, a normal, uh, circumcised, uh, male penis, only, uh, micro, uh, when it's, uh, soft, it's about one inch. And uh, when, you know, when I'm excited, it's about like two and three quarters of an inch. Me and my ex-girlfriend measured it at. Two? Yeah, two and three. Yeah, two and three quarters of an inch and about as thick around as your thumb. Wow. So a really tiny little, like, kind of like a baby penis. <laughs> so like a micro. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she called it my sissy clit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was she cool with it? I mean, did you guys figure out ways, you know, to... Like, how did you fuck her? Like, it, you know, did you? Uh, pretty much normally. Like, it's just big enough that, like, uh, you know, I basically I can penetrate uh, a woman and, yeah. uh, you know, have fun. Uh, not Obviously not as much fun for her as it is for me. Right. Um, but, yeah, most normal sex positions actually work. You know, doggy style, missionary. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
uh, all that kind of stuff. The only one that like didn't really work was her writing Cowgirl Reverse. Right. That just mm-hmm. don't work. But let me ask you, and I'm, you know, we'll get into all the other, the cuckold thing and everything, but um, did you, you know, I would assume that having a micro penis, right, would be, a, a, you know, something that would weigh heavily on you uh, uh, while you're growing up, right? I mean, is, is, is it like a secret that you keep to yourself and then you have to like expose um, it when you want to start dating girls? I would think that there's a lot of confliction well, in your life because of that, right? No. Like, uh, for quite a while, actually, I just, I didn't give much thought to it. And I didn't really notice. I mean, growing up, like, I, I was, I grew, grew up during the, like, Wild West days of the internet. Yeah. How old I are say. you? And so, like, I'm 38. Okay. I was born in 82. Okay. And so, like, I saw some porn and, like, like I didn't know, like, much about sex because my parents never had that talk with me or anything. And, like, yeah. other than the basic mechanics and health class, I didn't know much about it but i like realized like that can't be like realistic you know like male porn stars and how huge their dicks are and you know female porn stars and the way they just act like they love getting freaking drilled yeah some ladies do sometimes but not all the time yeah i didn't really even realize it until uh i can't remember which event happened first i think i was like 12 or so at the in the rec center you know at the locker room and, like, I was kind of always bashful about my body, so I changed quickly to, like, facing my locker. And I saw this uh, kid about, like, half my age. Yeah. Uh, just, like, running wild through the locker room, and his dad's trying to catch him. And that kid, like, just a young white kid, not a black kid here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just was, like, twice as big as me. And I'm like, okay, there's a problem here. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And then, uh, like, very young, I fooled around with a male friend of mine. And, uh, like, he was just way bigger. And then... Like, how old like, were you when you fooled around with that male friend? Do you remember what grade? I think I was like 12 or 13, maybe. And what? how far did that go? I mean, because I've heard a lot of guys talk about these kind of stories that they, you know, that happened. Like, oh, they jerked each other off, you know, at a slumber oh, we party. Did that I mean, and we, uh, uh, we did that and we, we did oral on each other. And that was about it. Cause we, like, we were curious, but we also, like, didn't really know a whole lot because he was in the same boat as I was, like. Just no one really had the sex talk with him, and like, yeah, it's kind of like a conservative community around here. So there's just, I don't know, <laughs> not a whole lot of knowledge. But how does the first time? How does it happen between you guys the first time? You know, you're friends with a guy because a lot of you know, a lot of people. Um, are, it doesn't happen all the time. How does it? Happen? A lot of un, a lot of unsupervised time and uh, premium cable. We were watching real, uh, real sex on HBO, and this was like back in the days. It was like real sex, like volume one or two. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like now. hardcore. You could get like porn without it having. Yeah, to it was like basically yeah. softcore porn uh-huh. on you know, HBO, mm-hmm. and we watched that. And they were talking about like guys going at it and stuff, and like we were horny enough that just anything to make you come, you know, any port in a storm. So we're like, hey, let's try it, and. We did like one or two times, and then that was kind of it, like, right? For a long time. Mm-hmm. As far as you hooking up with guys, mm-hmm. right? So let's get back to and the then, micro penis because we'll get to the guy thing too. Because you said you just okay, discovered yeah, sure, that yeah. you were a bi, right? But yet you still you, you did later. have these experiences, <laughs> you know, when you were younger with guys. And then did you not have any until recently? Because you, I think you just said earlier that you figured out you were bi recently. Yeah, I uh, had that one experience with that one young friend when we were uh, both like around 12 or 13. Yeah. And then nothing else really happened 
uh, until like 20, 2018. Okay, so that is recently, uh-huh. Yeah. And, and that's when uh, my ex-girlfriend, uh, so we started doing the cuckold thing. That was actually my idea. Mm-hmm. And that's with you and like, because listen, a lot of people, I've used the word cuckle and some people say like, oh, there's no, if there's no humiliation, there, it's not a cuckold situation, but some people do use it. You know, I, I it's, there's a confusion with that term. I'm assuming because you're submissive and you use the word sissy that they're probably, you probably do like the humiliation aspect to yes, it. Yes, I do. Right, right. I so do. it's our, that's like the real deal cuckold is what you're into. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a whole lot of variation and like, I right? don't really stick it here strictly to like labels. Yeah. 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 It's confusing so, like, to me because I use it and some people will be like, Oh, that wasn't a cuckold situation, but oh, yeah. well, we were cuckolding in the sense that she could have sex with other men and yeah. I chose not to entertain any other ladies or mm -hmm. uh, anything. Mm -hmm. And I would find uh, well endowed men for her and she'd have sex with them. Uh, most of the time in front of me, sometimes uh, we had a regular bull. Uh, so most of the time it was done in front of me. A few times, like, you know, uh, they'd make dates without me. Or, well, I would, sorry, I set up the dates, so I would set up dates. And they would agree with, to times when basically, like, I was at work or I had to do some other stuff. And then they'd kind of humiliate me by sending me pictures or video or whatnot or calling me in the middle of the act. Uh-huh. And that would be humiliating to you and a turn on at the same time. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, it would be humiliating and a turn on at the same time. Right. And the humiliation aspect, is it? Is it like when you're playing this out, is it like you don't want her to do it, but she's like, fuck off, I'm doing it anyway? Like, you know, because other people, you know, they have this fantasy and they do and they live it out, but there's no humiliation. Like, what makes it humiliating to you? Uh. The fact that she's with a much bigger, more well-endowed male. Sorry, right, okay. be quiet, Dargo. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. So, because uh, he's way bigger. Mm -hmm. Because he's way bigger, and she'd say and do things to humi humiliate me and aunt me off, and then, of course, I'd be dressed like a sissy. Tell that dog to me. shut the fuck up. Star, quiet. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Listen, I have to make a bloopers tape, actually, of all of it. It'll be funny. Okay, where were we? <laughs> uh, you were saying that um, the humiliate. I was wondering the humiliation aspect. You said is because you, they're way more endowed than you. Is there a conversation about that going on? Like, as far as oh, look how big your dick is. Like, you know, is that like is you know, does that? Oh yeah, she would talk about how how much more bigger endowed he was, and how like basically he owned that pussy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's that's what I was getting. And at. Uh, right. talk mm -hmm. about how uh, he had been. Well, deeper everywhere that, you know, it, you know, in her mouth, her ass, and in her pussy. Right. How long were you dating this girl for? <laughs> Off and on for about 20 years. Wow. No, ma you never got married, married, but you were together. Uh, I don't believe in marriage. Okay, cool. So you, but you were together for about off, on and off for 20 years. Yeah, now we met when we were five years old. She was the girl I played doctor with. Right. Okay. And when did you, you know, let your freak flag fly with her and, you know, let her know about all the stuff that you were into? It came out slowly a little bit here and a little bit there because... Yeah. As time grew and we got closer together, she's just uh, she was that closest confidant that I, I could you know I told her everything you know all yeah. the skeletons in the closet, all the weird little things. Yeah, 
you know, about the panties. Like, you like wearing panties too? I don't. I don't remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, when you the first time you fooled around with her, was she okay with the size of your penis? Was like, was there any conversation about that? Actually, there was zero conversation about my penis size until I brought up the cuckolding thing. Yeah. And the humiliation thing, and I was like, just. You know, let it out. Everything you feel about me and everything you want if you were to sleep with another guy. And uh, that became, uh, at first, just part of a very, you know, rational discussion and her just being honest and open. And then I was like, you know, I kind of enjoy the humiliation aspect of it. So, you know, let that fly. And (laughs) she's a pretty creative lady. (laughs) Right. Well, now, did she knew about, did she know about your earlier experiences with guys? Because I'm assuming that your, your second guy experience when you were much older was within one of those cuckolding situations with her, right? Yes. She knew about that. She knew about the bisexuality, about the, uh, well, about me thinking like I might be bisexual. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, she's also, she was also bisexual as well, or is bisexual. Uh And I don't know, she's just sex-wise, sex-wise, she's just open to anything. You know, she's, uh, as we both put it, you know, that trying this kind of person, try it twice if you weren't sure the first time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, did you guys ever have threesomes with women? Uh, no. Okay. But she had played with women before. I mean, because I know you guys were with each other a long time. You said she's bi. Like, so does she do, is she doing that when she's with you or when you guys are on a break? She was, like, she's bi, but in more of that sense, like, she just fooled around and experimented, like, in her youth. Like, she never really, like, went after women, really. Like, right. the only time I ever saw her do anything with a girl was when we were dating when I was, like, 18 and uh like i just sat there and watched her you know have sex with her uh, her bff mm-hmm. was that like a drunken kind of a thing good news strictly anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show so if you lead an interesting naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous if you're out and proud that's cool too Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on Be On The Show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, it kind of was now that you might, now that I think about it, remember, recall it. Yeah, we were uh, drinking and smoking weed. Right. Okay. And she fools around with her best friend in front of you. Now, were you guys dating at the time or just started to date? And We were dating. Right. Well, first of all, why would you break up with this girl? Because she sounds kind of like you guys are very on the same page as far as like it was sex life. One is of those concerned. things where it was, uh, it was too good to be true, I guess. Like, um, she's. A great and understanding person on one side, but on the other side, she's very passive aggressive and narcissistic uh-huh. and uh, a pathological liar. And I, the ground rules to cuckolding were like, um, like I would set up the dates. I knew every, I was supposed to know everything that was going on, even if I wasn't there to watch. Yeah, for sure. And uh, there was a short list of guys that was like, no matter what, you're not having sex with these people. And one of them was her, uh, an ex that she had a baby with. 
I really fucking hated that guy. Yeah, I could imagine. Because, and, uh, you know, she must have had that baby when you guys were off, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was some cheating going on as well. And okay. that's how that child was, uh, you know, procreated. But anyway. Yeah. So she lied to me and had sex with that guy. And I'm like, yeah. Now, cuckolding is already kind of very on the borderline of what most people consider cheating. And when you start lying, that just makes it cheating. So I'm like, no. Like, How I'm did you find here. out? She's just not very good at covering shit up. Right. <laughs> uh, it's, almost so, she, it's almost uh, rude, right? When somebody is so like lackadaisical, you're like, at least like fucking yeah. try to like, you know, it's almost like a, a second diss on top of it. Cause you're like, well, I felt like a Shakespearean sense of betrayal. Cause it's like, you could have me go find a guy or two or three guys and they'll do you right now in my living room. Why are you hiding this shit and fucking that guy? Well, because there might be, I think sometimes, and I say, I talk about this a lot on my show with that whole, the cheating sex, like there's something about you not knowing maybe that was an added turn on to her, you know, like that, that's like, it's very naughty and it's, uh, she could have been flirting with that disaster. Yeah, she could have been addicted to that because, like, look, she could go like she took sex so far with you, right? So, like, what what next? You know, what else can she get off on if she's just wired that she needs more or something's going on there and she has her own issues, right? She might yeah. have to like fuck guys behind your back to get the next rush, you know? Perhaps I don't know. We never got into that in depth of an discussion about the cheating because I could never get a, tri- a straight story out of her so right she would never come I just to don't it. yeah I just don't communicate with her anymore so you guys broke up how long ago uh April of 2019 oh okay so you've been w- without her for a while now what happened with that first by experience with her um she was ha- ha- she was going at it with her regular bull and uh like she kind of hopped off for a moment to catch a breather and drink of water that guy could fuck like a porn star. Like, I can't remember exactly what his day job was, but if that ever folded up, he could easily go into the porn community. Right, okay. <clears throat> but anyway, she hopped off of him and just told me to you know, start going down on him. She told you to? Yeah. Right, okay, so she ordered you. You're submissive. You like that role, mm-hmm. right? Yes, ma'am. She was into being the dom? Yeah, and I encouraged that. I told her that's the direction like we wanted, I wanted to go. Okay, and that guy, your bull, was cool with it. Yeah. So you blew him. Did he do anything to you? I mean, how far did that go with him? We we were kind of like sort of, I guess, like working our way towards something like that happened, but happening. But then, uh, again, whatever he did for a living, like he wasn't a regular around this area. He was just here for business for uh, like six months, I think almost a year, and then he had to move. Right. And then so, like, you know, we had to start again and looking for a, a suitable bull. How did you find him? Uh, Craigslist. Yeah, the good old <laughs> when Craigslist, the right? used to be a thing. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, pretty much right before they shut down the Craigslist personals. Right. And so what did you guys put out? Like, you were a couple looking for a bull, cuckold situation? Um, I put out that we were a couple. She was, uh, you know, uh, a sexy BBW mm-hmm. uh, brunette. And that I was a little micro penis sissy who couldn't satisfy my girl. Right. And I needed a, we needed a well-endowed bull. And we got a million offers. Uh, uh-huh. The first guy we uh, tried to have fun with, oh, my God, that was fucking, uh, did not work out well. What happened? But, you know, like, 
Well, you know, like most uh, men, like talk a big game about you know how good they are and how big they are. And he had like a you know, pretty darn big penis. Yeah, not as big as the regular guy we had, but yeah, uh, a whole lot bigger than me. And he came over, and, like uh, to anyone who's looking to get into cuckolding and looking for a bull. When you ask for pictures, also be sure to include the face because he showed like from the neck down and had a good looking body and a good face. But I mean, a good looking body and a good penis. But then turned out to be like a Mr. Rogers looking older gentleman. Oh, really? <laughs> and then I swear to God, had this condom that, uh, Jesus Christ, must he must have got off a cigarette girl at a fucking speakeasy or something. Because it was a brand I'd never seen before. <laughs> like, oh. it must have traveled through time. And then he has sex with her for about five minutes and then comes. I'm like, dude, if I wanted her to be disappointed, I could have done that myself. Right. Oh, he was probably just way too horny for that whole scenario. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't like a, a professional bull. I think a lot of no. re- regular guys probably would have came in five minutes too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe the first uh, time. He might have been better after yeah, like a couple likely. times, you know. But I get that. So he was a lot older than you were looking for. So what was it about this bull, if you got thousands of people that, you know, submitted to you? Why did this guy stand out? What was it about him? The one you chose? Um, well, one, physically, uh, uh, my girl found her, found him attractive. Um, he was super well endowed. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, in our exchanges, uh, through, uh, email and, uh, eventually then to text and stuff. Um, I don't know. He just sounded like very professional. He had done this before and I don't know. He just didn't sound cocky. He just sounded very professional. Like, yeah, he would go in there and, you know, give her exactly what she needed and then, you know, out the door he'd be. And that's exactly what he was. He kept it very strictly on the level. Very, very good dude. Well, yeah, you you found a really great situation, right? Because sometimes I think it's hard to find that perfect scenario, right? And he yeah. became like your regular. Now, how, so was he married or anything? Was this a secret thing that he was doing? Was he a single guy? How you know, old he was, was he? <laughs> Turned out like he was very much a professional. He was... A little bit older than us, I think maybe like forty-five. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Single. He he had been married in the past, was divorced. Single now, and pretty much a master of like a den of women, just all around the area that he traveled through for work. He could dial up women to just and order them around, and right, they would. Right. And now, how like, do you want- know he was by ahead of time? Uh no, I didn't know uh, ahead of time. Um, and again, like that was just kind of a spur of the moment thing. Like I didn't even think that would happen. And she's just like, you know, suck his dick. And I'm like, yes, mommy. That's what I called her. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and I went down on him for a little while and cleaned her juices off of him. And then they went back at it. And then once he came in her, I cleaned her out. Right. I went down on her. And then I'd get to have sex with her once she was all stretched out. Right. From him. Now, did you hook up with him on multiple occasions, or is it just that one time? No, several times right. over the entire period that he was in our area. Uh-huh. Um, we'd shoot for about like twice a month. Sometimes it was more than that. Sometimes it was less, kind of depending on everyone's schedule, you know? Yeah. And now, did you ever do anything more than oral with him? Uh, no. Like, again, we were kind of sort of working toward that. She was kind of hinting towards... Uh, talking to him about wanting to see him fuck me and dominate me. Yeah. And uh, I was like kind of like into it and then kind of a little wary because like, Jesus Christ, this guy is really big and I ain't 
had anything up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> people split me in two. Uh-huh. I was honestly amazed that she could take it. Like, right. That, watching it that first time was a real eye-opener about my girlfriend. <laughs> How big was he? Uh, nine and a half inches and as thick as my wrist. Wow. Humongous. Yes. Uh, like I said, he would, uh, he would fare very well if he started doing porn. Yeah, because that's not the average. The average guy is pretty regular size, you know? I mean, they used to say that the average is six to eight, but I think it's four to six. Yeah, uh, as I say, a lot of what I've looked up uh, is, is in like the four and a half to like six and a quarter range is what I hear a lot, basically. Oh, that's um, what they say now? Because I remember th- yeah. people saying, oh, average is six to eight. And I was like, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think the average is like, like you said, four to, like I always thought it was like around four to six, right? I think the average black guy might be like six to eight. <laughs> but this guy was nine and your girl could take it every which way. Did, was, she into, was she like a three input girl? Yes, she uh, totally was. Uh, like I, I like I had no idea she was such a size queen though, because like she, like we had pretty we had pretty darn good sex. I wouldn't say it's mind blowing, nothing like her, you know, no dear penthouse letters here, but good satisfying sex. And yeah, I knew my shortcomings, so like I made I made sure to like learn as much as I could about oral and just yeah. being attentive uh, to a lady's needs. So if I. I'm pretty darn good, but, uh, you know, obviously sometimes a lady just needs a big dick. Right. And you, but she was cheating on you through the whole relationship because you didn't open it up to cuckolding until 2018. Is that correct? Yeah. Until, until the end. Uh, yeah. And it was the cheating that kind of brought that up. Cause then I started looking up like cheating porn and then like cuckolding and I was like, and it, it, it wasn't like the sex with another guy that like got on my nerves it was lying of course and, uh, yeah there's that's so like i was like you know if we can eliminate the lying and the deception i would have no problem with her having sex with other guys because like i'm just a realist like even outside of cuckolding i'm just a realist like women have needs and unfortunately one of those needs um i got the short end of the stick so right got to contract out <laughs> right you'd be fine with it right mm-hmm. yeah Unless somehow there's a lady, an adult woman out there with a very tiny vagina who wants to hook up, and then you'd be a perfect pair. <laughs> uh, right. Well, I think, listen, you, you and your girl must have had really good chemistry too, right? I think when you have chemistry with somebody, it, you know, that adds to things, right? Because I, I know mm-hmm. I have things that I'm specifically into physically for a guy, but like I've met guys that I had like intense chemistry. And so whatever they brought to the table was good enough for that time because I was so fucking into them, right? So you yeah. and Hermas had really good chemistry. That was probably obviously there for a long time. Pretty good chemistry with quite a few sex partners. Like I only like thinking back like. I had two experiences where a lady was like just unhappy with the size and actually just mentioned it. One was actually pretty darn humiliating. Now that I think back on it, kind of a churn on, but I wasn't in the humiliation kink at the time. Why? What happened? <laughs> um, uh, this uh, girl at my work was hitting on me for quite a while. And um, like, I, I, again, I was a little shy about hooking up with her because I wasn't comfortable with my body yet. Yeah. I hadn't accepted, you know, who I am. Yeah. And so finally, like, I really liked her, and she was really darn good looking. So we finally did hook up and uh, started dating and had sex a couple times. And uh, I was on my way home from work in a hurry to shower and get ready. And, you know, I had flowers in her presence. I was going to take her out on a really nice date. And her 
best friend, uh, not her, her best friend called me and said she was, her friend was breaking up with me because I had a tiny dick. But how did she know? I mean, had you fucked her yet? Uh, the girl I was dating, yes. We'd had sex a couple times. Oh, okay, okay. Like, twice. Okay. Two or three times, I think. All right, but what? But what, let me ask you this, though. Before you heard that from her best friend, did you feel like she got turned on, that everything was okay? Well, you know, because you had done it already, and she didn't give you any sort of hint of the fact that she was unhappy? Uh, um, I never got a hint like she was straight up unhappy, but I did get that feeling like she was walking away not totally satisfied. I'm like, oh, I should probably step it up a notch and try something different. Right. Okay. So her best friend calls you up and says, yeah, because she didn't have the nerve to do it. So she had her best friend do it. (laughs) How old was she at the time? Mid twenties. Was there any texting going on? Because that's like something that you could do via text, right? Just, you know, I think people do Uh, shit like that just to get out of it. You know, they use text and that's why text is so great. uh, She didn't even do that. She had her best friend call me. Oh my God. And then you had to work with her still. Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was nice and awkward. Yeah, I could imagine. Did you continue to stay friends? No, we were professionally courteous to each other, and that was about it. Right, okay. But so, is this around the time that you date this girl that you were with? Because, I mean, how many other girls have you been with? You said uh, you me had... And, me and the, the main girlfriend, the one that we're together for a long time, we were on and off quite a bit like nine out of ten times it was like a mutual splitting like her life was going one direction and mine another yeah mine usually in chaos <laughs> so like i dated like quite a few different ladies in be- in between uh you know in our off times mm-hmm. now did you ever and do all- any kind of like crazy things with them were you submissive with them and no and that, a lot of that was straightforward sex like i, I like i always had the the panty fetish thing that thing that shit started out when i was way young and now let's um, talk but, about that. When did that start? When you were young? That started pretty much as soon as I was old enough to realize there's a difference in men and women's underwear. Because I have two older sisters. I, right. God, I want to say maybe around 8 to 10 uh-huh. is when I started noticing my sister's underwear was way more interesting and, than mine. Mm-hmm. And I started snagging theirs. And then I... I got caught a little bit later and had a very embarrassing conversation with my parents that I don't even remember. Right. Oh, my and God. I can I imagine I you probably really blocked stopped. it out. I never really stopped. Like, I would collect panties, either stealing them or buying them. Like, once online shopping really became a thing and I got a credit card, I started doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'd get a mass of panties and other stuff and then throw it away and then start all over again. And one time I had a girlfriend find a thong in my closet and break up with me because she thought I was cheating. Totally. I know. I saw that once on like 90 Day Fiance or some show that I was watching and the girl found like a bra or panties in her boyfriend's dresser and there was this whole big fight and he was like swear you know he's like and i was like you know what what's up what people don't understand is that it could be his <laughs> you know and i only know that from yeah. doing my show i wouldn't i would think exactly like your girlfriend thought before i started talking to guys for six years and they're telling me their deepest secrets but you know but i kind of wished i told her the truth like I, I i just i was not brave enough yet to do that i kind of really wish i told her the truth is um she was a really amazing young woman um, and just knockout gorgeous. I've Even if she was half as good looking, like, you'd date her anyway just for the personality. It's just an awesome, 
awesome woman. Like, did you actually admit to her? Like, did you actually lie and say, oh, yeah, that was somebody else's? I was cheating? Or she just, you didn't? No, it's sort of one of those government operations where I can neither confirm nor deny anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, but she just assumed it was another girl and dumped you. Yeah, I tried playing it off like it was one of hers. I was like, isn't that one of yours? And she's like, obviously, you know, they were, she was a very petite, small girl. And obviously, like, the panties I wear are going to be quite a bit bigger. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah. just kind of thought I was banging some fat chick. Oh my god, hilarious! <laughs> and I could really, I really wish I had told her the truth because, God, like, she was barely eighteen. Um, I actually picked her up using the cheesiest, most retarded pickup line, and she was just an awesome. She was an awesome girl. Right. And how long were you dating when she found that? Oh, almost a year. Right, and she was cool with your micro penis. You guys had good chemistry, good sex. Yeah, it was. She was one of the many girls that just like the conversation never came up. She saw my penis and just I don't. She I don't know what was going on in her head either. She thought it was too small and just didn't care and liked it, other things about me more. Yeah. Or uh, or what? But we had really darn good sex and she came a lot. I actually got her to try anal. One good thing about having a small penis, it is very easy to talk women into anal. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. And she loved it. Mm -hmm. It's probably feels better. It's not so, you know, you don't have to be so turned on because if you're going to take a big dick up your ass, like you just really have to relax and loosen up. But, you know, to take a little thing, you know, it's like a finger, right? Like your penis is kind of like a one finger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> As uh, the main girl that I dated for a long time, she put like it was. It's like getting finger fucked by uh, someone like with very big hands, right? Very big fingers. Yeah, <laughs> like a thick finger. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um. And so now, your parents. They do you remember? I know that you say you don't remember the conversation, but how did they catch you in panties? Did they catch you wearing them? Did they catch you stealing them? My sister caught me stealing them, and. She turned me into my parents. Right. And then they had a conversation with you, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, which I thought was kind of hilarious. Like, she was so quick to turn me in when it was sort of her, uh, like, she always used to bully and be mean to me. Like, she, she's, she's just a really bad person. Your but, sister. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, she dressed me up in girls' clothes a few times. And, you know, dresses and panties and all that kind of stuff. And, that was part of like, why is I kind of like this? But of course I knew I was like, I should act like I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'm, it's, it's interesting that she like would do all that to you. And then when she saw you stealing the stuff, she like ratted you out. You would think, you know, she, she could have been the one that, you know, put the idea in your head. Yeah. I'll, well, she's just a bully in anything to get me in trouble. Right. And now are you close with your family now that you're older? Uh, no, I don't. I speak to my oldest sister, not the one who bullied me. She was the middle sister. What about I'm your parents? Um, mom passed away about six years ago now. Me and her were uh, like not very close. Like, she was a great best friend, but not a mom. Right. And uh, my dad, I haven't spoke to him in like 12 years, right. 13 years. Right. Um, now, so have you been with any women since you broke up with the girl, you know, your long-term girl a year ago? Uh, I have had two relationships. Uh huh. Um, they were lasted short term. Uh, surprisingly, none of them had anything to do with uh, like 
them not liking the panty thing because I've just decided to start being more open about that. I, I bring that cool. up pretty early and let ladies know, like, ah, if we ever get to like disrobing, this is what you're probably going to find. Right. And how and have so, have you ever had girls like get completely turned off, or are most of them okay with that? Uh, the two that I did date uh, were just all right with it. Uh, one girl, like, she was just okay with it. She didn't want to, like, really, like, participate in, like, the panty thing or, like, humiliation or any of that stuff. And we ended up breaking up due to religious differences. Uh, right. She's, like, very strongly religious, and I'm an atheist. Uh-huh. Who has, like, sinner and heretic tattooed on me, so that didn't Hilarious. work very well for her family. <laughs> right, right. And the other girl uh, just broke up because uh, conflicting schedules. We couldn't see each other enough. Right. But they were both okay, right? I mean, but did you yeah, ever have anyone that wasn't like, okay? Uh, well, none of those I never actually dated and got to bed. Right. Uh, got into bed with. They were uh, like mostly like through Tinder apps. You know, I'd get to explaining personal stuff about me. And I'm like, oh, hey. And like, you know, I just kind of nonchalantly bring it up lately anymore. I'm like, yeah, if you're kind of like into well-endowed guys, I'm not your cup of tea. Right, so you put that out there. But you also put yeah. the panties thing out there too? Yeah, yes, ma'am. Before you even meet up. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's kind of like I don't want my time wasted, and I don't want to waste their time either. You know, I don't shove that in their face like, you know, in the first few minutes of a conversation on Tinder or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of let that fly early on so that uh, if I'm not their cup of tea, they know right away and, you know, I don't waste their time. No, I, yeah, and I ask that because I think, you know, it's helpful for other people, right, who have these maybe secrets or fetishes that they're, you know, afraid to put out there? When is the correct time, you know? Uh, and so you do it like really straight off the bat that you're not well endowed, right? And also the panties thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so you've had two girls recently that were cool with it, right? And you dated them. Yeah. Yeah, one lady was like, she didn't really like want to get like into it, but she was just okay with it. She just like, it is what it is. And she liked my personality enough. She's like, well, let's see how this works out. And that was the one that we broke up for uh, really different religious views. Mm -hmm. The other girl, the one who uh, our schedules conflicted too much, uh, she was actually kind of really into it. We even went panty shopping. Oh, wow. That was cool. a few nice items. <laughs> and so why did it not work out with her? Oh, because of the scheduling conflict, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, she worked a lot out of town, and uh, I worked a lot of demanding hours in town, so... A lot of our, most of our relationship was just done by phone and we didn't get to like meet up and spend enough quality time together. And then she started plans to kind of move because her company was taking her somewhere else. And so, you know, that one just, we parted on good terms. We're still like Facebook friends and say hi once in a while. Right. That's cool. Now, are you open and honest about like your, like the, the schizophrenic stuff and the bipolar? Uh, yeah, uh. Yeah, I'm pretty much an open book, really. Yeah, that's great. Did you get, did you come to be that way through therapy, and or were you always that way, like super no. honest? I was very embarrassed and thought I was just some weirdo freak for some of the shit I was into, and then uh -huh. body shy about penis size. It was through therapy and through just yeah, just through therapy, just coming to the conclusion that you know I am what I am. Uh, let's do the best with what I got with this card, you know, with this hand of cards dealt and, uh, and live life. Yeah. Right. I mean, life's yeah. short, right? That's how I look at it. Right. So just, yep, yeah. 
And what's interesting, right, and what you're here to say is that it's not like, it seems like in your situation that more women have been accepting than not, right? I mean, it's not like you've put it all out there and you've seen the back of so many girls' heads. Like, a lot of them were like, that's that's okay. Like, they were accepting. Yeah, I really have, especially when it comes to the penis thing. Like, I've had, yeah, two negative experiences, really. In all your, and you're 38, and it's not like you've only been with one woman. Yeah, I think that that's great. Listen, when I liked that guy, and I was a size queen, and he had a micro penis, and like, I didn't believe him, but I was like, I liked him so much that I don't think that would have been a deal breaker. I never was with him, you know, to, to know, but I never, it wasn't like to me when I found that out, or when he always talked about it, I was like, no way. I didn't really believe him, because I didn't really know that it existed, but uh, and he always had girlfriends, long-term girlfriends that he stayed with for years. So, you know, it's not like uh, it's something that no girl would like, right? Because, look, you've had tons of girlfriends. I know my friend that had it. I mean, you know, it's just it's not a common thing. I had to Google it. I didn't even know that it existed, you know? Well, yeah, I think it, it kind of goes back to what uh, uh, there is some truth when people say, like, uh fashion mag- magazines and pornography and all this stuff kind of really does give people unrealistic unrealistic expectations of others and their own body. Right. Of what's and what's really out there. Right. Yeah. Like, right. For women, it's like, like you said, like it's like how these the girls act on porns like, you know, the regular girls aren't going to be that professional. <laughs> right. What do you know? Have yeah. you been with a guy since that bull? Um, yeah, a few random encounters through, uh, like, uh, a website called FetLife. You've never heard of that one. Yeah, I've heard of FetLife through my show. So do you have a profile up there and are you looking for men and women? I mean, what are you, what are you advertising on there for looking for? Mostly that I'm looking for a woman to cuckold me. Uh But yeah, also that I'd entertain guys as well. Right. And so what are the, you know, can you explain those experiences? You're the um, submissive, right? Have you had sex with a guy? Like, have you just done oral? Have you gone yet. further? Uh, surprisingly, <laughs> telling other men that you're a virgin and, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, actual, like, penetrating sex with a guy tends to actually kind of, like, sh- uh, I don't know, men just shy away from that, I guess. they Like, I don't know. <laughs> I have very little experience with guys, and I don't even know what, like, kind of type of guy I like. <laughs> You don't? No. I just know I, right now, all I really know is I kind of like sucking dick and I'd like to get, I'd like to have sex with a guy in this month. Do you think you'd ever date a guy? Hmm. I don't know. Like, um, that has, like, my reservations mostly have to do with the community I live in. Right. Um, I think, like, if I could go to, like, a bigger city, where it was accepted. Uh, yeah, probably. Like, why the heck not? Like, right. Mm-hmm. Who knows who that special someone is going to be that I'm like, oh my God, I can't live without this person. Yeah. Like, what, is, what does your future look like? I mean, are you looking for a relationship? Do you like to be in relationships as opposed to being single? Or are you happy being single right now? I know it's like a fucking COVID world, have, but you know. Oh, yeah. The whole pandemic thing yeah. really throws a wrench in the gears for just about anything you want to do. Yeah, but um, like pretend that doesn't exist, right? And we, what is... Like- yeah, I'd like to be in... Ideally, yes, I'd like to be in a long-term, uh, you know, kind of one of those till death do us part relationships with a woman. Right. Mm-hmm. 
and that but also again like who knows who that special someone's going to be you know? right so it could be a guy but you feel like where you live it's super conservative and you wouldn't feel yeah like okay now does anybody of your friends i mean besides that girl she knew everything about you right and the girls that you date but are you open about who you are with all this like stuff with uh, friends and, and stuff as well or is no, they only think i'm the stereotypical uh wyoming male i hunt i fish i collect guns uh-huh. I go off-roading uh-huh uh, yeah and on a scale of one to ten, guy. what are you? Because you're always talking about all these like beautiful women that you've dated. So are you like super good looking as well? No, I'm not. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> like if you have a picture of these women next to me, yeah, you either think they are really dating down, doing community service, or <laughs> I paid most of these women. So um, how would you always get the hot girls? Uh, I don't. I don't even know. I don't have game. I'm not smooth. In fact, I make a joke about the fact that like I make it. I make game out of not having any game. Right, that's your game. You don't yeah. have game. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, well, that's like maybe that's like a game. The more interested I am in a girl, and the the more beautiful I find her, the more bundle of fucking nerves and awkwardness I am. Right. Like uh, the girl who found the panties. Uh, I can't believe the pickup line I used on her actually worked because it was so stupid and outrageous. I was like, she's never gonna call. What was the what was the pickup line? Okay, okay. I assumed she was eighteen. I was like twenty three or twenty four at the time. I assumed she was eighteen to twenty because she was actually working like very late. Yeah. So I was like, oh, she must be part of the night shift, and she must be. You have to be over eighteen. Um, so started hitting on her, and she tells me she's seventeen. So jokingly, I say, hey, call me on your eighteenth birthday, and she's like, well, that's in two weeks. And I was like, so being even more arrogant, I write down my number. I'm like, you're going to need this. I'm walking away. I'm like, that was the fucking most retarded thing you could ever do. That girl is never going to call you back. She yeah, but that's not that retarded. Yeah, but that's not that retarded. That's very direct. That was direct. Know, Girls assume, like that. Walking away from that, I thought it's like, oh, my God, mission failed. Why? Because you gave her the, she's, I mean, why would you think mission failed? Uh, because one, I'm a goofy looking guy at best. And she was like knockout hot and, uh, you know, like just, I don't, uh, absolutely gorgeous. And then 18. Are well, you, are you really 18. tall? I'm trying to figure out why girls like you. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> I'm statistically average. I'm 5'8". I'm about 200 pounds. Kind of a little on the chubby side right now. A little too much quarantine. and Yeah, everyone's a little on the chubby side in quarantine, <laughs> I think. Yeah, uh, except J-Lo. Brown hair, brown eyes. Like, yeah. I'm like this weird goofy concoction of like Irish, Scottish, uh, Mexican, and Native American mixed together. Uh-huh. And so you're, what would you put yourself on a scale of 1 to 10? I don't know, probably 4 or 5. Are you doing that just because you're into your humiliation and you're submissive no. and like you look down on yourself? I don't know. You have to be uh, more well, than that to have, get all these hot girls. I do have confidence issues, so I don't know. I guess maybe uh, if you ask the ladies who have dated me, they might say a six. But, uh, right. Yeah, I'd say four or five. Personality-wise, I'm at least a six or a seven. <laughs> right. Okay. Because I'm that goofball, you just don't know what's going to happen next when I'm around, especially if there's a party going on. Well, personality is a lot to women. You know what I mean? I, I, at least for me, it always has been. And you, you always see like tens walking around with fives. So sometimes it's money. It's funny. You know, like there's a lot of things that add to a, a guy's sort of swagger for a girl, right? And, you know, as a stretch, I can always throw in that uh, starving artist thing on the side. Oh, that's you too? That's you? Yeah. So I'm a stand-up comedian. 
Okay. Or trying to be. Well, do you, is that, have you been a stand-up comedian your whole life? No. I, well, I've always wanted to be. It's only in the about last five years that I've really tried. Okay, because first, listen, if uh, being up on stage is an aphrodisiac, I think sometimes to women, so you could get off that stage and pick them up now? I've taken home a few chuckle sluts. Yeah, there you go. That's what I mean. So that helps. <laughs> Not not as much, not as many as you think though. That women say they love funny guys, but results definitely say you still mostly like tall, dark, and handsome and a huge cock. <laughs> not really, because we never know how big the cock is. Okay, we just we just don't. You don't really know until you're like. I mean, a lot of girls do that. You know, you feel down there while you're making out with them, but you really don't know if a guy's standing in front of you. A guy has a lot more idea of what a woman's body is when she's standing in front of them, right? Because we wear tight clothes. You could see the shape of our body and everything, but a guy's dick size is very hidden, okay? So women don't know that, but funny goes a long way. I mean, I'm a woman. I think that you might have a skewed sense of things because you have like these confident issues and you like to be submissive and you're just, you call yourself a sissy and you're into cuckolding, you know? So I think you probably have a very skewed view of things and that, right? You'd be accurate in saying that, yeah. Yeah, so and so I don't think that you're right, but I really wonder, and so I w really wonder what your true score is on 1 to 10 because you do get all <laughs> these, like, hot girls, and, you know, it's not like you have a ton of cash, right? You, you, Like, you keep putting yourself down, you know, but that's probably a part of, like you said, your confidence issues. Now, are uh, you successful? I'm not rich, but I'm not broke. Right. Now, this have you been with the same therapist for forever because uh, i think yeah, it's about five years now right that's great did you just start five years ago therapy yes so was it just five years ago that you've been open and honest is that when you started to just really put your stuff out um it's in the last three years like the first two years of therapy were really rough dealing with some deep really messed up issues and then I don't know, after a good two years of therapy and uh, a little bit of rehab, <laughs> uh -huh. um, like I really started coming out of my shell. <laughs> right. Now, what did you go into rehab for? Drugs and alcohol or just drugs or just uh, alcohol? Drugs and alcohol. Uh, I, had a, 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 I had an addiction to uh, prescription painkillers. Oh, which ones? Uh, Vicodin, uh -huh. fentanyl, morphine, which whatever I could get my hands on. I had a surgery recently and they gave me, and I'm a sober person. I've been sober for like 16 years now, maybe. I don't even know. I can't even count anymore. But so very clean and sober. Like I don't do anything. And, but for my surgery, I, they gave me, what the fuck was it? Oxycodone. And holy oh shit. Oh God, that stuff will wreck your world. No, That's it made me so fucking happy and energetic and I felt great. And I didn't really put it together until like maybe a week and a half of taking it I was like oh and I was like and then I had to like stop I stopped I, I was fine anyway I didn't need it anymore but um and I was like oh I could see why I went googling a lot and then I realized a lot of people have overdosed you know a lot of the famous people that you've heard OD'd mm -hmm. it's that and I get it because for me and I think everyone's body is different but for me it made me feel fucking great like and I was oh, like yeah. I don't know what it, and I was like is this how regular people feel like this fucking happy like I never felt happier and up and I had so much energy and yeah. it was like amazing and I was like oh I could see why people get addicted to this shit because you know what I'm very felt, yeah. strong willpower that I was able to stop taking it but I could see why that's a slippery slope for people. 
Yeah, it started uh, when I had knee surgery from yeah. a motorcycle accident. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I've got rotten luck. I've been hit at the same intersection twice. No kidding. But, um, oh my yeah. God. Uh, a couple years later down the road, I got into a bad car accident, which that messed up my back. So on top of the knee pain and the back pain, uh, they gave me a bunch of painkillers. Yeah. And once the prescriptions ran out, I, I was already addicted. So I just started buying them off the street. Right. Because they made you feel so good. Yeah, oh, I felt like everywhere I was walking, it felt like I had I was snuggled up in a nice warm blanket that just came out the dryer, and I was so darn happy. Yeah, yeah my son likes dry, uh, towels out of the dryer. Um, yeah, it's like uh, that. Someone told me that about heroin. I mean, I never. Did. I always liked upper. I'm like an up person. I know some people like stuff that makes them feel very relaxed and down. You know, for for me, what I loved about Oxy is it made me feel very fucking up and yeah, energized yeah. and great. You know. Um, I think it depends on your personality. It's totally. sort of weird. They they classify it as a downer. Uh, they do? Yeah, it's classified as a downer because it gets you low. But really, uh, for me and you and certain other people I've spoken to, yeah. it's almost like an upper. It, it's a total it upper for you, me. And it, it doesn't give you energy in the sense like if you did math, you're all hyper running around. Yeah, no. You see like the mindset where you're like, I feel good. Let's go do shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah. And I, but I have the opposite reaction to a lot of things. Like I come out of surgery, like being wide fucking awake. And they're like, this is not normal. Like most people sleep for a day after being under general anesthesia. And I'm like wired from it. So I think like, you know, I'm, there's something maybe off or something, you know, my chemistry is, you know, and maybe it's because I'm an addict. I don't know. But I know that I have a, a lot of times opposite reactions to things that than the majority of people, right? So yeah, I didn't feel oxy as a downer. I felt it as a upper and I really fucking liked it. And I didn't realize how much I liked it until like a weekend. But I was like, oh, I get why people, you know, it's, it's, is a, like I said, a slippery slope for addicts to be prescribed stuff yeah. like that. Sorry, a lot of people told me like alcohol is also considered a downer. You know, I, I've been in the bathroom at work uh, doing lines of Vicodin and then chasing it with Jim Beam and coworkers like, how, how can you even be awake right now? I'm like, awake? This is what I need to get fucking normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, alcohol for me was like, it made me happy. I mean, and I felt up, you know what I mean? It didn't mm -hmm. make me down. You know, and there's a lot of sugar in alcohol too. So it gave me energy, right? It wouldn't give me energy when I didn't have it. But if I drank again, I would feel that up again. You know, I was like, to me, downers was like weed, you know, and I was very into weed when I was way younger. But when oh, I, I got smoking weed. Yeah, when I got older, I, I preferred alcohol. And I, like, I would have been a cokehead if I had the cash and it didn't make me feel so bad afterwards. You know, I never got that into coke. But it was like, I like that that feeling of just feeling up. I don't want to feel that fucked up. Like, I, I don't want my brain hallucinating shit or not being, you know, weed makes, I'm like a stoned person naturally. My brain thinks like <laughs> weird things regularly that I, I smoke weed and I just really, I, I it's too much. But because I, I like a the lot up. Well, a lot of people disagree with me, and my counselor even has has begrudgingly agreed that I might be right. But marijuana is still one of the best things I've found for my mental health disorders. No, I think a lot of people are starting to believe that and understand that, and people are are talking about that. I mean, but I think you know marijuana, especially nowadays, because you could go and buy it and shit. Like there, it comes in all different like varieties, right? And I think it's important yeah. to find the right kind, right? That's what people say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not. 
I don't have a huge wealth of knowledge about pot other than I really like smoking it and I can ID a good looking bag of weed from it if it's some crap. But there's two different basic kinds, cannabis sativa and cannabis something else. And I always forget which one's which, but one gives you more of a mental high and one gives you more of a body high that like relaxes you. You know, if you got like a bad back or bad knees or whatever, you smoke that, you feel all right. So which one do you like? I, I like the one that gives you more of a mental high so I can, you know, smoke a bowl of that after work, play a video game or two and then go to bed. And so it just relaxes you. Yeah. Mm hmm. So you, so when you well, got, not to think too much. <laughs> right. And so how long you've been clean and sober though? So what you've been clean and sober for, for, from uh, is alcohol and drugs, alcohol and prescription painkillers. I've been clean of those since 2016. Right. So what you do now and the only thing that you like to do is you just smoke a little weed at the end of your day yeah. to relax you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No different than someone who has a cold beer at the end of a hard day. Yeah, totally. And if it works for you, I mean, nobody, everyone has a different program and a different sort of I think my counselor would even agree more if it was actually in a state where it's legal. She, oh, right, right, right. Maybe. Uh-huh. Did your counselor help you get clean and sober from all the other stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went through, uh, I didn't even str struggle to say if you call it rehab, but it was counseling through her and then through my psychiatrist, I went through a doctor at like a pain clinic where I ended up taking Suboxone, mm -hmm. which is sort of like methadone. Uh, you know how they give methadone to heroin addicts to yeah. taper them off? Yeah. Suboxone works the same way for people who are on prescription opiates. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So you take that and it it's kind of sort of gives you like a tiny buzz, like just enough to take the itch away pretty much. Right. So you're gradually so getting you're, off of yeah, that. Right. So you're mm -hmm. not crashing for it. Yeah. And then also on the flip side of that, it prevents you actually from getting high if you try to like drink or uh, take any other illicit narcotics. And oh, interesting. Just, like, mm -hmm. that out. So while you're on that, there's no point in trying to cheat. Yeah, it's funny when I took the oxycodone and I'm like, and I went Googling a lot about it because I was like so into it. And then uh, I stopped taking it for like one or two days and I felt like shit, like so bad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, like I get, and people were like, you couldn't have got addicted to it like after like a week and a half, like it wouldn't have that. I'm like, no, I am telling you when you go from feeling what you feel like that to feeling like regular, I don't know if it was just the switch off from just feeling regular to feeling so fucking happy or if it was an actual physical thing of not having that week and a half of like having it every day, all day long, you know, but I definitely crashed and it felt terrible. And I was looking forward to taking one a week later when I had to do something for the surgery that was going to be, but I, and I, but the only reason why I didn't do it is because I'm like, I never want to go through that having to be back on it and feel good. And then having that day where I feel so terrible, you know, that those couple of days that I felt so terrible, I had to get mm -hmm. used to being normal again. You know, it's kind of like when I quit smoking, I'd never smoke again because I'd never want to have to go through the, the awful time of quitting something. That's always the worst and the most painful, yeah. right? I wish I'd never started smoking cigarettes. You smoke now? Yeah, I do. I've yeah. smoked for, I don't know, like 26 years. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I quit. I smoked for 15 years. I quit on my 30th birthday. I haven't smoked for 22 years, 21 years. Um, but that was, here. I'm a good quitter. I, I, I have very good willpower. Like if I, you know, I quit oh. alcohol, I quit drinking, I quit smoking. I've I got quit. for willpower. You have good willpower? You quit no, a lot I've of things. No, I've got shit for it. What? Uh, I'm so easily addicted and like, kind of like, I just jump from stuff to stuff. Like, I yeah, started out doing meth when I was really young, and then I quit that. And 
quit marijuana for a while and then pick up an alcohol addiction and uh, a painkiller addiction and then now went back to marijuana. So, Well, listen, an addiction isn't about the drug. It's about, you know, whatever it is you're trying to like push down or not feel right. It's about, to me, it was always oh, yeah. about me not feeling comfortable with my feelings, you know, and having to learn how to feel comfortable. What? It's all escape for me as well. I mean, I ended up addicted to a multiplayer online video game for about two years just because I could hide in that world and escape from mine. <laughs> yeah, I used to get brain tumors or like breast cancer. Like I was like a hypochondriac. You know, that was just another form of it. You know, it was just a form of checking out of reality and not dealing with my feelings mm -hmm. and just creating this thing. It's like, a, you know, worry. Worry is you something you could be addicted to. It, it is like an anchor, right? It takes you out of yourself and into this like fucking fake place. You know, it was like all these fake diseases I had it's the same shit you know so I think that a lot of people they call them like dry drunks you know if you're not really dealing with the underlying stuff and that stuff takes a long time listen you don't you're not oh, schizophrenic yeah. and have all this stuff on you if you know without having gone through probably some pretty horrifying things right at some point in your oh, life yeah. so and that stuff takes a long time to unpack right it's not like the movies you don't get better overnight right but do, mm -hmm. doing therapy and you know getting yourself off of things and you know being sober as sober as you could be while you're going through therapy and working through it all of that really helps you know um but it takes time it does you know yeah it takes a long time i i don't know how long i'll ever be in therapy or if i'll ever stop uh you know yeah, that's okay. Therapy's great. Especially, listen, it you is. found a good therapist. You've been with that therapist oh, for five years. That's very hard to find. It's like finding the one, right, to date. It's no different. Oh, yeah. She's a miracle worker. Like, I don't know how much she gets paid, but I'm pretty sure it's not enough. <laughs> and that's hard to find, I'm telling you. I think it's like the 90-10 rule or 80-20. You know, most people are garbage out there, but there's like, you know, a select few that are really good in each profession, whether it's you're looking for a hairdresser or a fucking therapist, you know. it. So you found yeah, a really good one you're very lucky and with all the stuff you've been through and all the stuff you're dealing with uh, you know it, working through it's so great that you found that right one so you never want to give that shit up you know but uh, oh, I, I know I'm gonna hang on to her for dear life <laughs> yeah no it's great and like you know I, I don't know we've been really all over the place on this call we touched upon <laughs> you have so much stuff to talk about that I'm like I, I tried to get it all in and I only have an hour so we touched a little bit on a lot of stuff you know um, but I think it gave I think it's interesting because it gives people like a a, a good view of like your whole life what i think is most interesting about you is how honest you've been about all your stuff that you're dealing with and what i, I think is also interesting that people will like the takeaway is that you know people women have been completely accepting of of exactly who you are and you just put it out there right away it's a new thing for you but it does go to show that other people maybe could have that same could do the same thing you know and because and, i would assume that that's very freeing for you in your life to just it be is. who you are and also just telling the truth all the time it's re it's really easier to remember <laughs> oh my god i know some once every now and then i get a liar on my show you know and i, I kind of want to say and i don't really but like you know because there's a struggling to tell their stories and it's like you know what like if you would just fucking tell the truth it's really not that hard you know a lot of times people are telling me they're nervous to be on my show and i'm just like 
you know, all you have to do is tell the truth. And that's really fucking easy, right? Because I'm going to ask all the questions. But if somebody's not and they're trying to think things up, that's exhausting. You know, just like your girlfriend that lived all those fake lies. And she was always, you yeah. know, it's that's a, that's a whole other thing. I mean, she needs her own therapist, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it's always a lot easier to just be honest and be truthful and put your stuff out there. Um, but so thanks for being honest and truthful on my show. And, and oh, you know, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Yeah. I will let you know when this airs. I'm not really sure. I have so many fucking tapes, so many. I'm starting to think maybe I'm going to start airing two episodes a week because I just have I just am so backed up with episodes that I, I haven't aired people that called me like in March and April still. I still. Oh, wow. Yeah, because you, you do have quite the backup. <laughs> yeah, I have like 10 to tape like next week, you know, so I'm just like, yeah, I don't know what. And so people wait sometimes a long time. Um, but, you know, yours touched on so many different things that I haven't ha- had on, like because the micro penis and stuff. So you'll probably get on sooner than later. I'll let you know when it's going to air. And thanks so much for calling in, Chad. Oh, th- no, thank you for having me on. I think this has been quite wonderful. This has been awesome. I can't wait to see this on YouTube. Awesome. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> let me know what you think after you listen to it. Uh, yeah, I'll be sure to let you know. Okay, cool. Thanks, Chad. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. So that's it, guys. That's my talk with Chad. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thanks so much for tuning into my show. I always love li- hearing from my listeners if you're on youtube comment below if not and you want to send me a message dm me on instagram at strict anonymous if you love my show give me a five-star review and don't forget to subscribe thanks for tuning in do you have a story lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous